Welcome, Greg Molinar, to the Wholesome Crypto Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Rudy. Um, I've been looking forward to this. I, I see you do it a lot, so wanted to connect with you a, a bit deeper. Yeah, of course. And I know what you're working on is something that's definitely needed and not just in the digital space, but in an environmental space where your company, Stay Busy, is working on digitizing business cards. And yeah, me being into a lot of networking events, um, I always end up with a stack of business cards that I end up taking photos of or just creating contacts digitally. So having uh, no more need for that would be great. But before we get into how you're building Stay Busy, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you, Greg, and what you were doing before you even heard about crypto. Where were you in life? For sure. Um, so I, I did barbering professionally for seven years. Um, it was during that time where my brother and I came up with this concept and started that journey. Um, after the seven years at barbering and while we were you know, at the very beginning of Stay Busy, um, I had the opportunity to sports card sales tracking tool and it allows its users to upload their collections so that they could have a real-time valuation on their collections <clears throat> based on sales that were happening through, you know, various marketplaces. Um, oh, wow. like eBay. Um, I was into the collecting world, uh, specifically cards, before I joined them, um, which was why when that opportunity came, I, I jumped at it. And I was able to really get a deep look into the industry, um, understand really how it works. Um, there is a segment of it where you take a, a card that, you know, you get out of a pack and you can send it in and it gets graded um, based gotcha. on the condition of the card. But it also um, is verified at the same time. So you're verifying that this is not a fake card um, because like in any other industry, once a certain asset becomes a certain value, people try to, yeah. you know, fake it and fraud it. So it helps with verifying um, you know, let's say Michael Jordan rookie card, that this is a real one. Um, and then while I was there, my friend approached me about a new company that he was starting that involved NFTs. And I had no idea what an NFT was. Um, I knew what crypto was because my brother was um, already, uh, I think he was may have bought like XRP back then. Um, this was 2017, 2018, 2019, yeah. something like that. And, and so um, my friend started telling me about NFTs and how, you know, it's verifiable technology. You, you know, it's a hard ledger in the sense of you can't mess with yeah. things and being in the collecting world and specifically with the cards, it immediately clicked. I mean, yeah. the use cases I was connecting to cards initially, just because that's how my mind was kind of connecting the dots, but it made perfect sense. Um, and literally since that day, I've just kind of been in the space now, like 
cannonballed in. Um, and so that got me in about two and a half years ago now. Um, and it's, you know, I, I, I saw it as maybe the only opportunity that I would ever get in life to like be at the ground floor of a brand new industry that had the potential to, you know, completely shake things up. And I figured that it would be a good idea to try to get as deeply rooted and connected in that space as possible. And so that's, that's what I've been doing now the past, you know, two and a half years. And it's led me to meet incredible people. Um, you know, we're, we're both members of the Boston Dow. So mm -hmm. seeing you at all the events, seeing all the other great people that um, I've been able to meet and then, you know, through Twitter and or X and the communities there, um, it's, it's been insane. Uh, and, and then, you know, naturally the tech that I started to learn more about, um, and the knowledge that I would get from individuals in the space started to bleed into stay busy. And, you know, the ideas that we had conceived there and, um, and so, you know, we, we decided to integrate as much blockchain tech and other leading tech um as we can into what we're building um especially as we build it out yeah and that makes sense because like like you said when you first heard about nfts it automatically clicked because it resonated with what you're working on personally like in, on in web 2 and i feel like that's usually the best way to get someone onboarded onto crypto is to figure out what field they're currently in and say yeah, blockchain has a good use case, or not for every use case, but most use cases, it has a good use case for what you're working on. So I'm glad it resonated with you. You recognizing it and how it can affect your industry in a positive manner. I'm glad you jumped right on board into it because that's kind of how you get into crypto is you, like you said, you just cannonball into this space. And you know, being at the ground level of things, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to build something up from almost nothing. And you also have to educate so many people on how crypto is used. It's not like, oh, what, what does a dollar do? It's like everyone knows what a dollar does, but what does like an Ethereum do? It's like, well, more than just transfer value, there's a lot that goes on into it. And you have to really share, educate, promote, work your ass off and get to just a little bit, little incrementally inch up your way into building what you are passionate about. And, and for you, was like tech always something you were interested in or was it, was crypto really like that driver that got you? Yeah. Yeah. No, like I say it all the time to people 10 years ago, if you told me that I would be like in tech heavy and building a tech company, um, I, there's no shot. Like there's no way <laughs> that would be what I saw you know so that's almost though when i when i look at it now um it, i almost use that as like a continual like push like this wasn't forced you just ended up here so mm -hmm. you know like that's got to be for a reason make them make the most of it um so yeah no 
I, I, I was not, uh, you know, I, I thought I was cool tech wise when I had a sidekick and I could flip it open with one. Oh, hand. Those are awesome. Phones. That's, about, that's about as technical as I got, you know? Um, so it's, it's been a huge learning curve, uh, massive because like you said, there's just, there's so much to take in. Um, even more so now because there's just new blockchains and new protocols and, and new this and that every week. So it's, it's been a lot, but it's been eye opening and it's almost like magical when you start to think about like, look at all the stuff that can be done. Um, and that's exciting. And how have you been handling all that? Because again, like starting a business, uh, having a family, living life normally, just in general, going to the grocery store and all that stuff. How do you, how do you keep yourself in check? How do you keep yourself grounded? What do you do as your day to day? For sure. Um, well, first off, my, my wife is amazing. She helps a lot. Um, if it wasn't for her, I probably would have had to pause building out, uh, stay busy. Um, so that's, that's number one. Um, Outside of that, it's cool because my kids are at different stages. So my son's in high school. Um, so he's kind of, you know, I especially being 14, if you remember when you were 14, you have it all figured out, you know. And you have <laughs> so that he's kind of in his own little bubble. And then our two girls um, are in third grade and fourth grade. And um, it's good with them because they help out a lot with the baby. So... Mm -hmm. We have a lot of help. And as far as uh, just the busyness, honestly, I, I try to get out and do like trail runs and use that as kind of like my recharge, step away from the phone and the computer uh, for a yeah. bit. Um, but as far as kind of being as efficient as I can and taking in information, um, I've tried to connect with the right groups or the right individuals that um, I can kind of get a pool of information instead of having to, you know, go out individually to each source. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I've, you know, found that networking with a lot of people in the space has allowed me to do that and connect with the right kinds of um information sources to take in as much. I mean, there's, I miss so much too. There's just so can't keep up with it all. And it's, it's, it's insane. Um, yeah. but the, the, that's, you know, the day to day. Yeah. yeah. And I'm definitely thankful for the Boston DAO community because yeah, when I go to the meetups, I'm like, all right, what has everyone else learned this week? Let's all <laughs> share and grow together because not one person can handle it, handle it all. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, definitely a wild ride. Um, so, in your experience, and like you know, being in crypto now and learning about the communities, what's like what's a crypto pet peeve that you have? Oh man, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, price complaining. That uh, that that's gotta be one of the most annoying things, especially like because I'm also. Uh, you know, there there are like these three buckets, at least for me. There's like blockchain, crypto, NFTs. 
mm-hmm. you find similar people, but you find very different people in each lane. Yeah. So the kind of pet peeves that I could pick in, in each one. Um, I, I'll say one of the one of the tougher things to deal with, uh, especially so I've been doing a lot of work in Fall River where I where I live, um, in the city and trying to connect with the you know, politicians, a lot of uh organizations, school principals, um, and then also in Rhode Island, um, where I'm the secretary of the Rhode Island block, hard to navigate um conversations. You know, with one group, if you say the word crypto or NFTs, the conversation's over. Um, you know, and unfortunately that group of people right now are really the decision makers for the most part. Um, so navigating that and and trying to speak with them strictly about blockchain and technology benefits and you know, uh, being more efficient and being able to, you know, store things in a better way, like having to think about what words you're going going to use. I don't know if that counts as a pet peeve, but it's definitely uh, something that you have to, you know, work your way through. Um, in, in trying to get it out there more to, you know, rule makers. Yeah. Yeah. Education is a big part of this still. And people, once you get it, it's like, oh, it's so obvious and clear. Like blockchain makes so much sense. Like this is where everyone should be trying to implement with. And this is how our financial system should work. This is how our identity and data and privacy should work. Um, but on a surface level and like just news and media, all you read is the negatives because that's what sells right and you just get worried about money laundering and scams and people getting hacked and whatnot and it's just like that's a that's a part of crypto but it's a part of every industry in the world so it doesn't crypto is no more special than just another industry technical industry but it's um yeah it's what they pry upon and it's like yeah you have to spend time educating that these can be avoided these can be improved upon and we are working on it and we need rule makers, legislators, people who are in different corporate companies helping this industry grow, especially in America. But it's a it's a grind in, in itself is just education, let alone the actual technical development. Yeah. And 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 I guess and for your business, uh stay busy, like who are who are you currently looking for in terms of uh, your target market and how are you trying to educate them into adopting your platform? For sure. Uh, quick, before I answer that though, yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting for us in the Boston Dow because, you know, we're in Massachusetts and probably the most outspoken person against crypto is from Massachusetts. Yes. Um, and I find it, um, you know, for people not from Mass or from Boston that, that don't know what's going on, I find it highly convenient that there has been no attempt at 
trying to come and connect with the enormous blockchain community that is in Boston. Um, the best schools and every single, every single college, um, or at least all the major colleges all have a blockchain club that have members in, in the Boston Dow with us. Um, and it just seems like if there was a real want to learn and understand for any, like it couldn't be easier for any of the senators than her for, to just, <laughs> and I learn a little, um, so I, yeah, that, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're open to always educating anybody. So please. <laughs> right. Right. Um, as far as the company, our, our main focus is out of the gate, like web two people, because, um, for two reasons, one, one of our main goals is to get away from the printing and mm -hmm. the manufacturing and the deforestation that goes on in this industry that to the point that you made earlier is literally just built on waste. The life cycle of a business card is five days from when it gets handed to somebody. And on average in North America alone, we print 27 million business cards per day. Um, and so when you start thinking about like how that is all uh, playing out um, and then you think about how everyone has a phone, uh, it just seems like it's a whole lot of waste and inefficiency. So attacking that problem is like a, you know, that's a web two thing right now with, with Vistaprint and these other massive companies that do this print on demand, um, you know, kind of option. Uh, the other the other thing with that though is through that we see as we build out that we'll really be able to highlight benefits of blockchain technology to those users as they come onto the platform and use our um, our tool, but then get to see other benefits that they get through us, and those benefits come through you know, blockchain tech. So it will help also to kind of educate them in areas where blockchain can help them and be more efficient for them um, on their side. Uh, and, and some of those things you kind of hinted at um, where it's like owning your own data, um, you know, having your own um, identity that you can get like credentials kind of passed to you that that stay with your identity um things of that nature as as we grow out we we see that people will be able to clearly see that value add um and then through that hopefully that can be an entrance step for them deeper into blockchain and and crypto and you know so on and so forth yeah and it's such a wild ride building this type of stuff. Um, what what blockchain are you building on or layer? So we um, are about to announce our partnership with oh. the companies called SQE. They're actually based out of Rhode Island. Um, they are the only quantum level security blockchain that's out. Um, what they have done and um, the founder, Hamid, um, has 
the patent pending for it, Quantum. Um, I'm not the person to explain that to you. <laughs> they can do that. Um, but with with that uh, partnership, what it will do for us is give us at, at, at least a uh, a temporary mode, if not a, a long lasting one, of having the most secure option um, out there. As far as you know, there are others. Um, that are already doing this. They're they're strictly web two, um, and they've digitized the business card, but not in the way that that we're planning on uh, doing it. Like aesthetically, uh, functionality, everything. Um, and and so uh, I kind of lost. What was the, what was the uh, what oh, you're building on? Oh right, sorry. So. With with them, we have that security um, blanket, and that comes in. That will help us come in. We've spoken to a few banks um, and and some bigger uh, organizations where they're a lot more worried about security and and their mm. executives, you know, information maybe getting hacked and whatnot. Um, so so this would be a great uh, partnership for us in in that sense, but it will also help us to build out these other functions um that i that i've mentioned as we grow out more and bring in more blockchain aspects bring in more tools um or options that um our users can can use so kind of one example and i'll stick with the barbering is a lot of barbers use um a software called booksy uh for their calendar um, but then they use another software to get paid um, mm-hmm. or they take cash. Um, and then they also have their business card. So a uh, simple example would be for a barber where they can pass somebody their card with stay busy. Um, and, and again, this, this is not day one, but this is, this is the direction that we are going uh, and want to start building out. So, a barber can pass his client his uh, card on Stay Busy, and then through that card, the client can just book appointments whenever they want, and then also through that card, be able to pay their barber at the end of the haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the partnership with with SQE long term really helps us. Um, they they will handle all of our back end. And obviously, all of the blockchain build outs and functionality. So it's 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 a partnership, but it's also like getting a whole team for the back end, and and we can focus on the front end. Um, so really excited uh, for that, and and you know that will give us a legitimate launch time frame this year. Um, which is exciting because we've been at this now since 2019. Um, so yeah, that, that... congrats on the grind because like, it's not easy no matter what kind of business you're building and, you know, and what's kind of like the, uh, challenges that you can share with anyone else building a startup of any kind in the blockchain industry or yeah. advice that you can have for sure. Uh, for 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 me, when I first started, like I said, I wasn't from the tech world. 
So we, we did the best research we could as far as hiring a firm to help us build because we couldn't build the, uh, the application. So we did that. Um, and that was a expensive and long lesson. So we ended up having to put together our own team and take the project from them and have our devs finish it off. But that was only after I was in the space and built relationships with people and met devs and, and trusted them. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely getting to know as many people in that industry as possible, surrounding yourself with people that know a lot more than you have already done Maybe not the exact thing, but they've successfully built a business or sold a business already. Um, I've been seeking lots of, you know, mentoring from individuals around me that have done that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's helped. I mean, look, we haven't even launched yet. Uh, we've been sued for like a name thing, so that that's something. There are, there are companies yeah. that do that. They just, you know, they just do it. So just heck. Right. So, you know, having to deal with unfinished code or legal matters, um, definitely, definitely you want to have good legal advice. Mm -hmm. uh, because it, it is expensive, but it's more expensive if you didn't have good legal advice to mm -hmm. be um and and that's been another lesson that that we've learned um throughout this throughout this journey um and then just the the bear market itself in this industry you know that's where i would say like having yourself surrounded with the right people like really has an impact cuz they can you know you can help encourage each other and uh you know cuz we all know why we're here and and what we're trying to build but you know when the rest of the world is kind of looking down on you it can get dark <laughs> so yeah. um yeah i mean community has been community has been everything for me so like personally i would never have been able to get to this point in you know this space without the people that that i've met um and and built relationships with then I guess it brings me to my question of what's your favorite wholesome crypto moment then? Something in the crypto industry that happened to you that's like, like you're happy to be in it. It's a wholesome feeling and it's uh, what you uh, you really love to experience. There's a, that's a good question because there's, there's, there's a few moments that, man, I don't know. I What I will say, so one of the things that came to mind is uh, seeing, so I've, I've met, multiple individuals now that were, you know, real life artists in, in the sense of traditional artists or um, the music recording artists and through NFTs and through blockchain and through community, they've been able to go full time into their art. Nice. Um, and and the only reason that they were able to do that was because of 
the blockchain tech and kind of the avenues it opened up, um, but even more so because of the communities. Um, like there, there was a, there's a female singer that's really known in the space and she was like struggling doing like, you know, bar singing, um, trying to scrap like uh, different venues together. And she, she entered the space and now she's one of the most successful, you know, musicians over on the NFT side uh, and able to live out, you know, what her dream and, and her career. Nice. There, there was a um, artist, actually she's from Massachusetts. She just recently moved to New York. Um, we had her come to one of the events that we ran down in Florida. And it was a similar story where she was working at a job, just, you know, trying to sell paintings on Instagram and whatnot. Um, and came across um, like Gary V's community and whatnot. And that's how she got into NFTs. And she was able to learn about the technology and how artists were using it. And she put out a collection and her collection sold out. And she was able to transition, you know, strictly into just making art. Um, and I, now that I'm talking more about it, I think that's the most wholesome uh, part about it for me is the opportunities that it can create for individuals, um, especially ones that, you know, didn't go to huge schools or don't have big diplomas and, or, and you know, degrees, um, don't have a strong network coming into, um, you know, the, the space. And that's really the drive behind why uh, we've been putting on events and trying to push the tech into uh, Far River is mostly from the opportunity that I think it can create for, um, you know, students, um, but also underserved individuals and underserved communities um, who need opportunity. Uh, kind of need help and and resources uh, that the current system doesn't yeah. you know have. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love that. That's that. That's definitely it. That's a. That's why crypto is so amazing in that sense of community because I think to the internet you can meet people who are just like in the same situation as you are trying to create something for themselves and sometimes you just need a boost of motivation to do it sometimes you need like a helping hand sometimes there's people looking to purchase art and they just can't find what they're looking for but thanks to the internet nfts and crypto that can happen and it is beautiful and something to say that these things aren't shared in the media and in the news and i right. love to be able to share that for people right. to share your story and i want people to look at what's really happening and the people who are, you know, the, the foundation of crypto, people who actually care and actually want to build and support the community. And like, you know, for you, I, I mean, you know, leave us off with like, what can people look forward to in the next coming weeks for Stay Busy? Where can they find you? Give us the rundown of, of what's, what's coming up next. Sure. So, um, we have a loose time frame as to when we will be launching our MVP. Um, it also entails our partnership with SQE um, and 
them getting everything smoothly going um, on their end as well. So we're hoping, you know, before the middle of the year to have the MVP out, um, which will be a, a, a nice, you know, reliever, but then kind of the next big, big game kicks in. Um, so doing that, um, as I mentioned, the, um, I'm on the Rhode Island blockchain council. So doing a lot of outreach in Rhode Island, trying to, uh, kind of spread the news the same way that we've been doing it over here. Um, we have a few different partnerships that we're working on, um, over there that may turn out to be um, some good things and some exciting things for the space, not specifically for, um, you know, me or stay busy more like for the blockchain uh, and crypto space. Um, And, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's really it as far as uh, the company goes, been putting on events in, in Fall River um, to help get, just even the terminology blockchain out there to yeah. people. Um, we have an event coming up. It's going to be the February um, or March. Uh, it will be like a business resource kind of conference. Um, but there will be a lot of tech specific aspects to it. Um, so just another kind of step to keep trying to push it out there um, into the community over here um and and you know i'm pretty active on twitter that's probably what i'm most active on now is twitter uh second would be instagram um but it's just amazing like the the community aspects are amazing the opportunity i mean in america it's super easy to get like siloed or like tunnel vision with just like american problems but you know, there's like artists uh, from other countries that, you know, they sell a piece of art for $5 and that $5 is like the week for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know that's kind of like off topic, but I was thinking about it when you were speaking. Yeah. Um, but again, just the opportunity that uh, has been created and kind of the lives that I've personally seen like change is incredible. Um, And so helping make that more and bring that into uh, anywhere really as much as I can. um, That that's something else that I'll be, you know, focused on uh, this year. Yeah. Yeah, It's, I mean, like I said, it's, it's solving a world problem more than just an American problem and this room for everyone to win in this game theory of crypto. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, thank you so much, Greg. And if anyone from Boston or Massachusetts is listening to this, like hit us up. We can meet up in real life. Uh, one of the Boston down events or one of your events. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, thank you again. I'm hoping to see the release of the MVP of stay busy. So let me know. I mean, I'll be on top of that and yeah, best luck to you. Thank you, Rudy. I, I really appreciate the time uh, being able to connect and, you know, share a little bit about my story. <laughs>